1: sales leadership social media and more when it comes to business accelerate your business growth has got to cover and now on with the show my guest today is Anjali Mullins Anjali is the CMO and CGO at Latana an AI powered brand tracking solution designed to help brands make better marketing decisions Anjali has worked with companies from all over the world. Her experience spans between high-growth startups, large-scale corporations, and NGOs. She's been successful in partnering with CEOs, founders, and investors to grow their companies as well as establish corporate leaders to expand their organizations into international markets. Thanks so much for joining me today, Anjali.
0: It's really nice to be here, Diane.
1: It's wonderful to have you here. We're gonna be talking about brand tracking and um, which I think I know for me is like a new concept. So let's sort of do a baseline um, definition around what it is and why it's important, please absolutely
0: so in the marketing universe we usually have these two extremes on one hand we have this whole concept of data driven marketing and especially performance marketing and there's so many data analytics tools Google Analytics and a myriad of others. And you have a campaign, you put it out into the universe, you get specific data back. On the other side of that extreme, we have what's called social listening and share of voice. So if you ever see topics trending on Twitter or social media, a particular hashtag or a topic name. But what's in the middle is the concept of brand and what my brand is worth or your, your company's brand is worth. And that's really the age old question that has never been solved everyone knows that brand is important but unlike performance marketing or any of the other you know data marketing solutions that are out there that give you something very specific brand marketing is more about the context. And this is where brand tracking really comes into play. What's the context behind the data? What's my brand awareness and along the brand funnel, preference and consideration? How do you know our target consumers associate with our brand? What are those specific associations? And you know, how does you know my brand compare against others within the industry? So this has become the new golden nugget, so to speak, um, is brand tracking because it adds that layer of context behind the myriad of data tools that marketing leaders already possess.
1: Wow, thank you for that. And and how does it work?
0: Sure. So I'll actually back up a little bit and start with how it used to work. So, um, you know, taking that journey backward, it used to be a focus group. And then what happens now with some of the larger players is they will have teams and teams of researchers. So I always refer back to this example, it was a real example of a company in the United States, very well known, uh, known and loved, um, and they were a pet food company. And they had come to us and they had said, okay, we need to know, you know about this particular audience, every single woman in New York City of a certain age that owns a dog. And so with this particular audience in the old model, you'd have teams and teams of researchers. They would go in, be asking the questions, get the data back, synthesize that data, and then produce a very long report or a PDF, so to speak. As you might imagine, this process can be very expensive, very lengthy, time consuming. Um, The accuracy of the data over time, it's very difficult to do these types of things over time. So this is where Latana has really stepped in and to answer the question of how we do it, Um, we use mobile-optimized surveys. So one of the things that we do now is everyone has a mobile phone, most people do. And they play games, they go onto YouTube, they go shopping on their phones. And this is where Latana will use panel partnerships and serve up different kinds of ads. So if you've ever been on YouTube or shopping or gaming and you've ever gotten um, an ad pop-up saying, can you please answer this survey? It could be us um, or one of our competitors. And the idea is that by answering the survey, you opt in completely, which means you know you're taking the survey, you know the purpose, you're filling out the information, and you know why you're filling it out. We collect that data in real time. So what that means is we can have wider coverage, for example, across one country, multiple countries, and we can also go much deeper in our audience segmentation. If, uh, for example, a client is doing city tracking, for example, where they're just opening up stores in different markets. So it's really quite advantageous. And then we serve all of that great data up in a really easy to use and customizable dashboard. So this is how we do it.
1: That is fascinating to me. And then, and then the brands make, um, marketing decisions based on the information that you provide.
0: Exactly. So, some of the use cases when clients come to us is number one, they're launching a new strategy or they're launching into a new market or they need to do a rebrand for their existing brand or they have a new product line. It's usually one of these things a new CMO is taking over, um, you know, or a change in direction in the strategy or they need to grow or understand a particular audience. So, these are all some of the different use cases you know, when our clients come to us and it's really, really interesting to see because we get to work with brands all over the world, big and small, um, and help them answer some of the most sensitive questions about their brand and their target audience.
1: So um, I have a question for you about TikTok, because I am hearing more and more that, you know, this is, the latest and greatest, and it doesn't matter if you're a retail brand or business to business or, you know, whatever, that it's a great platform for brand building. Do you um, agree with that assessment?
0: That's a that's a very broad statement. <laughs> uh, very broad. Uh, what I would say about TikTok is, of course, it is definitely a huge and growing, you know, social platform certainly has replaced Facebook. Certainly the users from Instagram are moving to TikTok. A lot of this influencer marketing and short videos has a purpose, but at the same time, influencer marketing and these short types of videos are not the totality of what I would call a brand or a brand identity. To me, what a brand is, is what do you think and feel when you see the brand, hear the brand, understand it. And the idea of having a brand is having brand loyalty. So it's the same reason why so many people are loyal to Apple products, let's say, or there's that debate between, you know, an Apple MacBook and a Microsoft Surface. And some people say a Microsoft Surface is technically superior, but people keep still buying Apple products because they're loyal to the brand. This kind of thing can only be built through TikTok. It, it's one type of solution and influencers, if you've ever watched any of those videos behind the scenes of an influencer, these people are getting paid all kinds of money to push different products. So when the whole influencer type of marketing started, it was really about people who felt strong and a strong brand affinity toward a product endorsing it. It's just now moved into almost the new type of you know, performance marketing, so to speak.
1: Yeah, thanks for that. It, 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 I, it does seem like um, that is what's happening now. What about um, mobile first companies? How can they level up their branding?
0: The nice thing about mobile first companies is everyone most people, I would say, have access to mobile devices. So this is one of the things you always have that mobile device with you. Mobile first companies, of course, need mobile first design and mobile first UI interaction experience. So, these things are important. Building up your brand in this way can be about short types of top level content. We do a lot of this at Latana. Um, We show all kinds of top level awareness studies on brands that people know and love. We recently just did one on Netflix. Uh, There was an article that our content team produced. It was fantastic. Our consumers falling out of love with Netflix. This is exactly the type of thing people like to read on their mobile devices. And so mobile first companies can utilize this kind of top of funnel content to constantly generate interest and awareness about their brand. But mobile first companies have to look at mobile first design. Of course, if you want to have um, the best type of brand awareness, the best type of user experience, those two things I think go hand in hand.
1: I think that's really important that you have to remember where you are and, and, you know, really what works where you are. Right. As, as far as, you know, if you're mobile first, you have to, you want to keep that in mind, pay attention to that as you're creating your marketing.
0: Exactly. Look, Bumble knows you're
1: exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six, one, since that matters. And Let's talk some about online brand communities. Um, how I'm curious about how they help brands grow efficiently. What What's your take on that?
0: Uh, brands growing and growing efficiently, I think, can be two different things. Normally, within a marketing strategy or marketing spend, about 20% of the spend is on brand and brand growth. And usually 80% of the spend is divided amongst demand generation and content marketing performance, et cetera. Growing brand is about putting out brand awareness, which may not seem efficient at the time, but you will see those results over time. So that's when I say that growing a brand and using communities is a very good strategy and tactic But if you look at it in the lens of efficiency, that's where I think these things can get confused. It's not necessarily always meant to be efficient. It's meant to build up, you know, awareness over time. When people look at what's efficient, that's why they're looking at, you know, return on investment spend and performance marketing and what type of content produces, you know, what kind of result. But sometimes those things don't always go hand in hand. So it's one of the things within brand and brand marketing specifically that's always been a a challenge and almost kind of like a tug of war of that long-term brand marketing that you're not going to see that efficient um, return on investment right away. But it's something that's absolutely critical uh, to growing your brand awareness. And most brands and companies cannot live without it.
1: Oh, that is so valuable. It sort of feels to me like that's the foundation to the house, right? That that's the foundation you build and it needs to be solid and it And it takes time. I think it's so important for these, especially small companies to realize they really have to be in it for the long haul, right? They're, they're not gonna get these quick returns on any of their really marketing investment because it takes time for that awareness and credibility and and that brand awareness.
0: Exactly. And it's one of the things that many executives across multiple industries struggle with, either if they're starting a company or they're continuing to grow a larger organization, and they're looking at brand spend versus multiple types of performance marketing or other type of data-driven marketing, they're always looking for that return on investment right away. to to quantify, you know, the worth of that campaign. And that's really the wrong way to look at it. You're looking at your, I personally think that you should be looking at the growth of your target audience and the growth of your customer base over time. So for example, if you put out what we call a very efficient marketing campaign, you get a lot of return, um, you know, on investment spend, you get customers coming in, but then they fall out a few months later because they don't find value with your brand, your product, your services, then really all of that money has been wasted. So the idea is building a brand, starting with the foundation, aligning that with your product and making sure that these things are in sync so that you can build that solid foundation, which will really be the gift that keeps on giving back over time. So think of it almost as like a stock portfolio that keeps growing and growing and growing instead of having one that's constantly up and down, up and down, which is really what's been happening over the past, I would say, five to 10 years with the the data-driven marketing movement.
1: Oh yeah, I think that is invaluable. So if someone's listening and they're thinking to themselves, okay, um, not sure what my brand is, you know how how the our clients are seeing us, how you know what our competition's doing, you know any of the things that keep people up at night, um, what. Are there any like first steps that you would suggest a small business owner or, you know, a CMO start doing to start a process of at least creating their own awareness of their company or, you know, what they should be doing?
0: The first steps. So what I would do is to first establish What do you want consumers to feel and think about your brand? In essence, what's your brand identity? You don't need to spend really any money to do this. Just sit in a room, you know, with your associates, come up with what is that identity? Then what you need to do is to start matching what your consumers think. Even if you only have your first batch of consumers, it can sometimes be easier because you can call them on the phone, get them on an email and really try to match what they think your brand identity is and the experience that they had with your product or service with what you wanted it to be. So that's the most scrappy elemental way to do it. And then over time, as budgets become a little bit bigger and the business starts to grow, then I would definitely recommend coming to a company like Latana and really engaging in brand tracking, which measures your brand awareness. It also helps you to grow your brand awareness over time lets you know how you are competitive within your industry set. So if you have a list of four or five, six competitors, you know, we can take a look there and then also matches up the associations. And this is super important. We actually had a client that came to us. They wanted to launch in the United States and they said, okay, we're in Europe. We wanna take that big leap um, over the pond into the US. We think our brand is cool and exciting and innovative and progressive. And we said, okay, well, let's just wait. Um, let's do a test with your target audience and what do they think? And of course, the test audience came back and said they're conservative, stuck in the old ways, etc. So it was really interesting. Um, and if they would have gone to market without that critical information, they could have misspent tons of budget, wrong target audience, etc. So these, this is why a lot of this information can be quite important upfront.
1: That is such a great example. I, I appreciate it. And as you were talking about it, one of the thoughts that came into my mind was, um, it requires a certain level of um, uh, what's the word? I'm like well, it, honesty, but that's not necessarily what I mean. I mean that we have to be able to uh, take the hit, right? If we find out that if we say to ourselves this is this is what I want my." Brand to be, you know, this is how I want people to see my brand. And then we go do the research and start finding out that's not it. That's not what's happening out there. We have to be able to really uh, absorb that message and do something with it.
0: And this is where data-driven marketing has got confused. So first off, I'm a complete believer in data-driven marketing and data-driven methods. But I think, especially over the past five years, it's gotten to a point where there's so many tools and so many systems and so many KPIs and data points out there. Marketing and branding leaders have gotten to the point of data paralysis. What data is there to believe? There's always one to you know, contradict the other. And there's not that holistic view. And there's also not that context behind the data. So a lot of data points, you had an inflection, you know, in your graph, great, you did a campaign, but what's the real context behind it? Beyond the obvious, we, you know, rose a price, reduced a price, did an offer. Um, we really haven't dug deeper than that in the marketing universe to understand what customers are thinking. And so this is really the key, the contextual data. So that's why I'm saying this is the new era of marketing and where we're going forward.
1: Great. Right. Yeah. It's really valuable. I'm really glad we're having this conversation because it, it, it is so new. Well, for, you know, most of us, right. It's new and different and, and there's too much we don't know. And we end up, it feels like we end up spending our energy and our resources, um, potentially in areas that aren't necessarily serving the end goal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. So, um, Angelie, I got to tell you, I'm so grateful for this information. I feel like I just got a a bit of an education. Um, And the only reason I say a bit is because I'm a slow learner. So (laughs) I think you gave us a ton of information. And uh, it sometimes for me feels a little overwhelming. But thank you so much for uh, bringing it to our attention and explaining, um, you know, what is going on out there and and what we can do. Uh, That's empowering. Of course. Anytime. Wonderful. So will you tell the listeners how they can find you and Latana and anything you think uh, they should know? Absolutely. So
0: you can go to latana.com. You can search all about and learn all about brand tracking. We have a wonderful resources section with all kinds of articles and blogs. It can definitely help Marketing and business leaders, and frankly, leaders across an organization, to understand how to build a brand, how to grow to brand, how to do a rebrand, etc. What are the important things about brand awareness and brand tracking? Um, you can always sign up for a demonstration of the product. Talk to anyone in sales, and then if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'm always available on LinkedIn.
1: Excellent! Wow, thank you so much, and listeners, you know this is one of these things that we bring you. Um, for a very specific reason, there's a good potential. You have not considered this, you have not thought about it, or maybe you didn't even know about it, like I didn't know about it. And it matters to your uh, continued growth and success and to your business's future. So um, I wanna thank Anjali again, and I also wanna thank you listeners. You are who we're doing this for. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.
0: Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving,